Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Hello, you're listening to the Sweet Baby O podcast. I'm Lynn Browder, and I have a son, Owen, who is 11 and has autism. I started doing this podcast to share our story, share my emotions. There's a lot of emotions. It seems like I'm always on that roller coaster ride of of life and trying to figure out what comes next? What should I do to help my son, to help myself? Emotions drive us, and that's where I try to help Owen through this daily roller coaster ride that we go on. Helping him helps me because learning how to deal with things that are not necessarily routine in our day, that's where we have to focus a lot of our energy. Owen is very routined, and when something doesn't go his direction, the way he expects it to go, it can cause ripples in our day, our weeks, our months, our years. His memory is absolutely astonishing for the things that he wants to remember, for the things that he wants me to remember that he is remembering. It it truly amazes me how that is such an uh, influential part of our day, the way that he um, takes those memories and kind of guides us through parts of our day. And then sometimes when... I look at something that he's said or he does, I'm not really truly making the connections that he is to something. And he doesn't always call an item the right name or what we have called it, what everyone is is naming it. Um, He sees what he wants to call something or what he associates it with and goes from there. We have a green stop sign that we stop at. Um, It's red, and as far as I know, there's no green stop signs, but he continues to call it a green stop sign. We have to go by the air conditioner, which I do not know which air conditioner it is and if it's truly an air conditioner, and then go to the green stop sign. He then tells me there's a babysitter in a yellow house, and then we have to go by what he calls the windows, which are a whole street full of stores and restaurants that are windows, And at one point, he referenced that towards computer windows. And so there's these stepping stones of what we have to do in his mind to get through this process and get through the steps to the windows. 
And it keeps adding, it keeps revolving, it keeps changing just ever so slightly where he adds steps of things that he wants. Then I add in the fact that left is right and right is left and less is left and then left turns to straight and straight is right. Or it's turn right and it truly is turn right. These ideas, these ways that he presents presents our days, presents the moments in time. I get overwhelmed sometimes by all the details. Now, there's the thought, don't follow all the details. I do that. Follow all the details. I do that. Give him choices. I do that. And everything else in between. Depending on the day, this can work in our favor. This can cause more anxiety for him, more stress for me, and more of these emotions that get us stuck at the green stop sign or going by the windows or turning left at the eagle or turning right at the kangaroo. And I have no clue why we turn right at a kangaroo. There's no kangaroo, but he always wants to turn right at it. We go through another area that is a light. One direction, he always tells me it's raining. The opposite direction, when we're coming back, he tells me that it's snowing and he has meltdowns at the light that we sit at waiting. But the other direction is perfectly fine. I breathe. I breathe. I don't understand all the rules. I hear the rules all the time, I hear the routine of the rules, and I'm still baffled. I try to follow my own set of rules, my own set of routine, my own ways to do things. I try to go through the steps of, you know, this is how we're supposed to work with routine. This is how we're supposed to work with these emotions. These are how we're supposed to work with meltdowns. The behaviors And the actions to try to stop the behaviors have to be something that you do instantly or within a reasonable amount of time to try to change a behavior, try to work with a behavior, try to accept a behavior, adapt. I mean, you can use a thousand words, but you're sitting there and your child's screaming when you are trying to do something, a phone call, driving, walking, talking, looking at something. And doesn't matter in that moment what you're doing. If they demand attention, they want attention. And so it's finding a way to say to Owen, mommy needs a moment to get this out of my hand or to open a door or to change something. He doesn't understand that his need, his desire, his routine, his moment in time has to wait. If he wants something instantly, he wants it instantly. So trying to work with him to find the patterns, find the relief for that moment is hard. It's emotional for me to always try to be on, always trying to find the right way to answer him for that moment. 
when you're looking at something, when you're reading a book, you're watching TV, you're cooking, you're driving, whatever it is, you don't always have that instant thing that kicks in and says, oh, he's going to have a meltdown. We have to prevent this. We have to answer the questions the right way to move forward. It's exhausting. It's emotional. It's hard. But there are so many joys and so many victories when he learns to process it, when he figures out how to move forward on something, how to let that emotion go and say, okay, here we are. What can we do to get this stopped? And he's starting to learn some of the triggers in his own emotions. Those are huge victories to me when I can see him calming himself, working through it, singing to himself, breathing, and doing the exercises that we're working on. You know, we all have our emotions. We all have our wants, our needs, our instant gratification moments. And those are all important. They're all what we need, all what we want. And I try to make sure he understands that just because I'm not responding immediately or doing all of the steps that he wants, that I still absolutely love him, that that is not associated with the moment in time. I want him to understand that emotions and our feelings are not always in the same boat at the same time. We discuss a lot of those emotions because I want him to know that mommy gets upset. Mommy has those same exact things. And like I said, they don't always correspond in that time frame. So teaching him how to rely on his own moments in time when I'm having my own things going on, that's part of his, you know, growing in himself and learning how to control his emotions. It's not easy. I mean, I'm still learning how to control my emotions. I'm still learning how to deal with something that is completely changing right in front of my eyes. Who doesn't want to have everything going smoothly and perfect and just exactly what we need every day? Wouldn't that be wonderful? But it doesn't. You know, life happens when you have something else planned. My mom always said that to me, and I still don't like it, but it happens. We don't have the the moments in time that allow us to have everything exactly like we want it to be. It's difficult to kind of grasp that we can't control all the circumstances. And when we're driving and Owen wants to go someplace and we don't go exactly the way he thinks we should go, that leads to a huge meltdown. Ah, I breathe. I breathe. And, you know, the three-year-old meltdown is definitely different than the 11-year-old meltdown. The screams are louder. Um, he doesn't get on the floor as much as he used to. But the hair pulling his back, that had been gone for a while. 
and every other emotion that he goes through, it it affects me as much as it affects him in the sense of it hurts my heart that my baby is going through this. Something to me, and you know, using the word simple, something as simple as driving by the windows that he loves is not simple at all to him. It's an emotional moment for him. And then when I try to give him choices so that he understands he has choice A or choice B, if he still is not connected to those choices, if he doesn't understand that it's one or the other and that in itself can cause another meltdown. The other day, I gave him a choice to go under the underpass that he likes to go through or see the windows. He chose, after back and forth, going under the underpass and a different way home. This is something that he truly loves. He loves looking at the underpasses. I don't know if it's really the underpass or just the way we drive or there's a tree or a building. I don't know. I have absolutely no clue why he's so fascinated right now by overpasses and underpasses and certain roads, but that's the way he wanted to go. Well, Overpass was the choice, but windows and overpass was really what he wanted. So I said, are you sure you want to go to the underpass? And he did. So we went. Well, we drove home. We went by the overpass, underpass, all of them. And then we came home. Well, he had a huge meltdown, would not get out of the car. He would not take his seatbelt off. He was screaming about the bridge flags and the windows and the green stop sign and the air conditioning and all the things that we didn't go by. But I tried to remind him that he had made a choice. His choice was to go the direction he wanted with the underpass. That's hard because even though he made that choice, he doesn't understand, he doesn't have that reflection in the moment of underpass is it. He still thinks that we were going to continue to drive around and go to all the other corners of the roads, the streets, the windows, the things he needed, wanted to see. That's a teaching moment for him, for me to say to him, okay, bud, we made this choice and you decided on these things. I have to breathe. I have to stand there and let him continue to Think about the choice that he's made, and then I have to move forward. It's hard because he wanted to go to those windows. I can't go every single place. I can't make 
him understand that we can't do all of the things all of the time. I'm at a loss some days because, you know, I try to give him the choices. I try to understand what he wants. I will reiterate the choice that he's made and then go from there. It's not easy, though, when he has his mind made up and he will also say the opposite of what he wants or what he thinks or what he sees. So blue pants has been his thing now for two years. And it's hard because he wants me to know that he wants everybody in blue pants. Well, when he watches a video and the person is not in blue pants or the person is not in what he wants them to be in, this causes him to have emotional moments. He cries out, he gets upset, and he goes through all of those emotions constantly. Well, He will watch a video and say that the person is in blue pants and they're truly not in blue pants. They're in gray pants or they're in shorts or a dress or something else. And he'll bring it up to me and he'll say he's in blue pants. And if I see it and I'm looking at it, I then try to either move him forward by redirecting him or I even if I look at him he'll say nah they're in gray pants and then sometimes you try to correct and sometimes you try to ignore and the thing is I'm human so I'm sitting there focused on something else and then he comes to me and wants me to be involved in that moment but he thrives, for lack of a better word, on me being redirected and saying exactly the wrong thing at the right time or exactly the right thing at the wrong time. And it's truly amazing how he goes through the process. He is brilliant. He is absolutely brilliant. And I wonder sometimes which way he wants it. Does he want to say the wrong thing at the right time? Or does he want to say the the right thing at the wrong time? Or does he want me to say it? And I don't know. All I know is when I'm sitting there and he brings me something, I'm not always with it. I'm not always in the moment that he needs me to be or trying to correct him so that he understands that we have to move forward. We can't continue to focus on something that not everybody's going to wear. Not everybody can wear blue pants and change his direction, change his focus so that he is not constantly in in those emotions that cause him so much stress and so much anxiety. And, and for me too, because When we walk into a room and he has a meltdown or screams at somebody that they have to go home because they aren't wearing what he expects, that's hard. That's hard for me to try to explain to somebody 
that he wants them in blue pants and he is emotionally connected to their their clothing. How do you even begin to explain that? How do you begin to explain some to someone what your child is even saying? Because he yells it out and it like I understand it because of the way he says it and what he usually does now. But if you're first meeting him or he's just walked into a room and he's saying blue pants, it is all smushed together and he's pointing at the the person. So depending on the moment, they don't even realize how emotional my child is getting over that moment. I try to explain to Owen that everybody can't wear those pants, that they cannot wear blue pants. And blue pants mean blue jeans. But he he's okay if somebody's in blue regular pants. I breathe. I'm learning. I'm growing. But the most important part of this is the love. The love. Our story is not always easy to explain. The way that we live our life is not always easy to explain. Whose is? But the love, that is the easiest part of this journey. I don't have all the answers. I have tons and tons and tons and tons of questions. I don't always do the right steps to help my child because I don't know what the right steps are. When I look at him and I see something that that clicks with the moment we're in, I try to grab onto that so that we can use that forward because that is generally what is helping him, whether it be a song that we sing together or a breathing exercise that works in that moment. That's what I try to focus on is redirecting his energy to the moment we're in. I don't know. I breathe. I I pray a lot. And I just remind him every single day that we are a team and that I love him. One has nothing to do with the other. The, the moments that we're in when we're in those meltdowns and we're having the struggles, whether it be mine or his, that that just you know, puts us in that place. But the love, that is what I remind him of. And I love, love, love when I can stand there and I can say to him, you know what? And he looks at me and he says, I love you. And that's, that's my joy. That is my pure joy in all of this. I think about how far we've come. I think about what we can do together. And I think about all of the moments that our life keeps changing. You know, he, he goes through a lot. And the older he gets, we're now in that pre-hormonal stage, um, or maybe we're in the hormonal stage, mine or his, I'm not sure, but we're getting there. And so trying to find how to work through this next phase, that's an emotional part as well. And here we are almost to summer vacation. And I've kind of tried to ignore that it is so very close. 
but it's it's coming it's coming quickly and so that's going to bring on a whole nother part of our day uh, with summer happening he'll be going to summer school but it changes everything so i just have to breathe like i tell him we have to breathe work through it together and find ways to keep moving forward I truly appreciate everyone being on the journey with us. And uh, if you're new to the show, I have written a book called 365 Days of Autism. Uh, And I have been writing every day for over 10 years. And I decided to take our year, a whole year, and focus uh, on my writing about our journey, about my emotions. Everything's about my emotions and then a side of his but it tells about his growth. And this first book is um, dated back from 2017. So a lot more to come. I have all the years ahead too. Um, And it just shares every bit about our days and, and what we go through and what we've learned. And so um, that is 365 Days of Autism. You can find it on um, Amazon or if you go to my website, which is sweetbabyo.com, you can see our book. And I've also um, made a few journals. They're blank journals that you can write in and share your story, share your emotions. And Owen and I also paint together. He has um, fine his fine motor skills. We've been working towards um, improving those. He has a hard time writing and, and using utensils and, and things like that. So I try to um, help him with his fine motor skills and we started painting together. So we use a hand over hand method to work on the backgrounds together and then I paint the rest. So we've been doing that for um, numerous years now and I always thought that I was painting to uh, help him with his fine motor skills, and we certainly do that. But painting has given me a new focus, completely different than I ever imagined. But I just absolutely love painting and what what it does for my heart. And so we share our story, share our journey through those paintings. And I continue to write to this day. And so you can look at our website. Again, that's sweetbabyo.com. Um, and then uh, you can share in our journey. And uh, my daily blog is there. And then the information about our paintings. And we also make note cards and posters and different things from those. And then you can also visit us on our Sweet Baby O on Facebook. That, again, shares our daily journey and our Sweet Baby O designs, which shares um, our art. And so now I have started a YouTube channel for our daily journey. Mostly so far, it's Owen bowling and his bike riding, but we share a few other things on there as well. And 
my boy likes the reviews. He likes to do toy reviews and vacuum reviews and elevator reviews. So at some point uh, when um, he's ready, he'll probably do a few reviews of different toys and things on there. I think I, I posted one, I believe, um, and that he had started doing some different things. So it's amazing to be part of this journey and, and to see how much he has grown. And it's an emotional thing for me, but truly a blessing to see see the changes that he makes every day and those connections. So I truly appreciate you all being on this journey with us and watching my baby grow. At the beginning of the the show, you heard the song Down This Road. Um, It's written by Marcus Oglesby with the band Creek Don't Rise. It was written for our journey with autism, and it truly truly touches my my heart every time I hear it. And for so many, it means so many different things. So I know you'll enjoy it and you'll get to hear the rest of it here at the end. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Life ain't always what we thought it would be. Sometimes heavy is the load. give up on you don't give up on me take my hand down this road take my hand down this road understand I understand you don't understand the way I am when you cry and I don't know why I make you smile when you cry where this road will lead nobody Come with me and let's see just how far it goes. Take my hand, take my little hand, walk with me, and if you can understand, I didn't plan. For this road I'm on But here I stand And life ain't always what we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on Take my hand down this road. Take my hand down this road. Take my hand.